Thanks for joining the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, where we discuss best practices in HR, hot topics, strategy, and employment law changes that have an impact on business. Follow us on our website at www.zeniumhr.com to get access to our articles, alerts, and to listen to other podcast episodes. And now, here's your host, Brandon Laws, with today's episode. Hey, everybody. We are back for another podcast episode. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. And with me again is a returning guest, Lacey Halpern. She's an HR business partner at Zenium. Welcome, Lacey. Thanks, Brandon. Today, we're going to be talking about employee engagement and things that um, managers can do, like feedback, to really get them engaged. I'll kick it off with a stat, and then I'll let Lacey respond to it. But there's there's a, a stat that's pretty well known. Employees who receive predominantly negative feedback are over 20 times more likely to be engaged than those receiving little or no feedback. To me, when I first heard that stat, and I've heard it several times, but when I first hear it, I'm like, how can that even be? Like negative feedback, how, how would you be more engaged? But Lacey, what, what's, what's the response for most employees? Yeah, so this statistic that you're talking about, Brandon, came from a Gallup study. Um, they actually looked at over 1,000 U.S.-based employees to look at the impact of different kinds of feedback. And the survey actually asked each worker to rate their manager on whether they focused on the employee's strengths or other positive characteristics, or whether they focused on their weaknesses. And respondents um, were really clear in their feedback on this survey in stating that they were more engaged in their work, the products that the companies were offering, the services that those companies provided to the general public when they were getting some type of feedback. And even when it's negative, there seems to be a correlation to the level that an employee is engaged in the work that they're doing versus somebody who's not really hearing at all from their manager. The skeptic in me always pulls out the word correlation. Mm -hmm. That just means two things are going in the same direction. But is is there a causation, meaning that regardless of what kind of feedback, positive, negative, whatever it is, does that mean that they're engaged because of that? Or is it just meaning those two can be related? They are related in some level, but some other factors are maybe playing a factor as well, do you think? I think it's probably both. I think that there are probably other factors that contribute to employees' engagement. Culture and those sort of things. Exactly, yeah. You could argue that Uh, The level of benefits that a company offers contributes to their engagement. You could probably argue that in a manager's style, right? So like the way that they even give the feedback probably has some correlation. Um, But managers that gave little or no feedback to these employees that were in this thousand person study um, failed to engage 98% of them. That's a pretty high number. It's a huge number. So if you think about it, if if my manager is talking to me about how I'm doing, even if it's negative, even if it's constructive feedback, that's telling an employee that the manager is, one, taking the time to observe their performance, and it takes time to give feedback, too. So if I'm a manager and I'm sitting down with my employee and I'm having a conversation, even if it's difficult, even if it's constructive, even if maybe we're putting together some type of performance improvement plan, I've taken the time to think about it in advance, observe behavior, 
and have that conversation with the employee and that tells the employee that I'm invested in them, which means the company's invested in the employee, and that correlates uh, according to this study and what I've seen in the work that I do with my clients, that the employee's gonna be more engaged in their work. And let's let's take a take a turn and let's look at it from an employee's perspective. Okay. An employee's perspective, when, when they're getting feedback or they're getting no feedback, what do you think is going through an employee's head at that time? Right. Because so, I, know, I know what my reactions would be if I'm getting no feedback or even if I'm getting positive or negative feedback. But what do, you, what do you think in your experience? I think an employee that's getting feedback, whether it's positive or constructive, I think from the employee's perspective, they're thinking the company cares about me, the company's invested in me, the company wants me to be successful. So the goal of giving constructive feedback is to correct behavior, right? We're not uh, ideally having conversations with employees to make them feel bad, to belittle them, the goal is to improve performance, which will in turn help the company. So if my manager is having conversations with me, I feel like the company's invested in me, they care about me, they want me to be successful. Um, I'm an asset, I'm valued. If I'm not hearing from my manager, I might be thinking that my manager doesn't have time for me, I'm not of value, I don't know where I fit into the big picture, right? So when we're giving employees feedback, there's an opportunity to explain how their behavior impacts the bottom line, how it impacts the company's customers. And when I'm not hearing from the company, I'm wondering, right? So I make a story up in my head about (laughs) how I fit into the big picture, that I'm not important, that my behavior doesn't actually have an impact on the business when it's actually the exact opposite. But if I'm not hearing that, I have a different story in my head about what's actually going on. What do you think as a, a, so let's say, you normally get feedback, but do you think timing plays a huge factor in feedback? So oh, here's a, here's an example. Uh, Susie Allgood and I, we did a podcast on performance management a long time ago. One of the big takeaways for, for me in that was that performance management is it's an ongoing thing. Right. It's not a once-a-year review where you're just giving dumping all the feedback, whether positive or negative. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing thing. You should be doing it. So case in point... If I, as an employee, do an excellent job, how important is it for a manager or leader to recognize it right away? Absolutely. It's super important. So um, uh, my degree is actually in psychology, and there is there are studies um, where they've actually looked at rats and dogs, and um, the behavior can be repeated if there's a positive reinforcement right afterwards, right? So um, there have been studies where, um, you know, different animals have been rewarded with treats for ringing a bell, for performing certain acts, getting through a maze, things like that. And it's because they were immediately rewarded, right? So if you think about children um, and you're trying to get them to behave a certain way, There's statistics that show that negative reinforcement, punishment, is not actually as effective as positive reinforcement. So if an employee shows up to work on time and they do that consistently, acknowledging them for that. If an employee does a great job with customer service and you're getting customer feedback, not always does that feedback go directly to the employees. So it's the manager's job and their opportunity to share some of that feedback with the employees to reinforce that behavior. If all we do is criticize, if all we do is sit down and have conversations with employees when they're not doing a good job, we're not going to be as effective in keeping good behavior going. And I, I love the the point you make about the rewarding because I've definitely heard those in psychology classes back in the day, and it makes sense in, in practice. Mm-hmm. There does 
come a time where you have to give tough and negative feedback Mm -hmm. and that can't go without being said so what are some ways that you can actually do it without coming across too brash or unfair I think when supervisors speak to specific behaviors that are objective versus my opinion of the way you look when you come to work um, I think that there's that's a good example where a company may have a dress code policy, for example. And if a supervisor sits down and has a conversation with an employee and speaks about their likes and dislikes about how that employee is fitting into that dress code policy, may not be as effective if the manager is speaking to a particular policy, speaks to specific behaviors. Like when you wear shoes that can slip on the floor, there's an impact to your safety, the safety of other employees, and that's why in our policy, we have a requirement that employees wear non-slip shoes to work. And there's an impact on our customers when you're not wearing black shoes. We want all of our employees to be uh, look consistent in what they're wearing at work. Um, that's a simple example of something that maybe wouldn't be so tough to have a conversation about. Um, but I think it's really important if we can speak to specific behaviors, we can speak about the impact on the business, right? So that helps the employee understand, like, how do I fit in here? Um, maybe they're feeling like, they're a small fish in a big pond, yeah. and their behavior doesn't actually have a huge impact on the business, when really it does, and little things do Absolutely. add up. You and I did, uh, probably a couple months ago now, we did an, a, a podcast on corrective action mm-hmm. and performance improvement plans. To me, that is like not light years down the road, but it's it's when the feedback isn't hitting home with the employee. So how, how can you give negative feedback that's constructive that would be effective in not getting to the point where you need to correct a behavior. Right. I think that it's a can be a style thing for the manager. I think supervisor training on how to give feedback is important. Um, having newer supervisors or leads watch other managers give feedback um, and then have dialogue afterwards about what went well in that situation, what didn't go well, having someone shadow with a new supervisor. Um, can be effective. I think really if we focus on specific behaviors and impact, like explaining the why, employees want to know why. Why do I have to do it this way? Why is it important that we follow this policy? Um, I think it can be a lot easier to shift behavior. And that documentation is important. Um, It's important to help uh, memorialize the conversation. It's helpful so that um, if we end up down the road and um, we're at a place where performance hasn't shifted and maybe the employee is no longer a fit for the position, it's helpful to tell the story about what types of conversations have we been happening over this lifetime of this employee at our business. So let's expand on on that a little bit. What are some types of feedback do you th- that you think is worth sharing to an employee or even a coworker? It doesn't have to be in a, like a, a, a direct report of yours. It could be just a coworker that, that needs mm-hmm. some sort of feedback. I think if there is performance or behaviors that your coworkers or your direct reports or maybe even your manager, right? So it can be tough to give somebody that you report to direct feedback, but if their behavior has an impact on your ability to do your job, uh, if you hear from customers that there are concerns, if product isn't getting made to specifications, if you are in a manufacturing or maybe distribution um, facility, it's important to share that with the employee. Uh, keeping a journal or you know making a list of all the things that an employee does wrong and then like you said dumping it on them at their performance review 
is not effective. So it can be hard to be authentic with people and challenging, but we're doing the folks around us a disservice when we're not honest with them um, about the impact of their behavior on us. I'm so glad you said that. I I was going to ask you about authenticity and how important it is for feedback to be very authentic, and I'm sure there's a right way and a wrong way to, to provide feedback, so I appreciate you shedding some light on that. What do you think um, are some ways to share either positive or negative feedback? And I'll give you an example. There are some times where I may give positive feedback to somebody and I may do it in public because I want everybody to to know how, how good they did something and so other people recognize it. That said, you turn it to the negative side. I would never in my right mind give negative feedback to somebody in public that's embarrassing Mm -hmm. so what is your overall perspective on how you give feedback and it's I'm sure it's different in every case yeah let's talk first about the positive feedback I think if you're a supervisor and uh, you have an opportunity to acknowledge somebody in front of their team in front of a customer in front of uh, the entire company even I think it's great I think that there are folks though that might be embarrassed even with that so I am a big fan of asking employees how they prefer to be acknowledged. So everybody responds differently to feedback. So some people like written acknowledgments in an email or a card. Other people like public feedback. So getting a sense for the people around you and how they appreciate feedback, that's a great place to start. As far as the negative or constructive feedback, I think in the moment is important. And what that means sometimes is that there may be people around, right? So if you're training a new employee or you've got an employee that's been with you for several years and there's a problem, coaching in the moment can be really effective. We just have to be mindful of who's around because we want to help the employee um, feel supported, not embarrassed, not necessarily call them out in front of their peers, but also correct that, that behavior right there in the moment. So I think it's a balance. I think when you can do it privately in a place that the employee feels comfortable um, with a witness there, if it's really a serious conversation, um, I think that can be effective. I was thinking back, and I'm sure you've had instances where you, you've changed and you, you probably have some tips on how to, to give feedback. Um, regarding the negative feedback, my, my wife had worked with kids for uh, quite a while, and she'd always tell me about when she was trying to correct their they're so young so they're they're doing things wrong all the time but she would always tell me that she would give them some very positive feedback tell them they're doing something right so it's like hey johnny you did a great job on the the bars you did it just perfectly maybe next time try try this doing this this way and so that was sort of a way to bring in the positive and negative together i don't know if that's the the right way it seemed like it would be a great way to kind of soften the blow a little bit mm-hmm. but also they be open to, you know, changing their behaviors for next time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What yeah, I think that that's that is a could be a really uh, good approach. I think you could also um, include in that conversation asking how you can support the employee in correcting the behavior. So, are there things that the company could do differently? Are there structures of support that we need to put into place to make this behavior change for you? or to help you improve your sales numbers or whatever it is that's the issue, asking how we can support the employee helps the employee feel even more engaged, right? Like the company cares enough about me, one, to even tell me that I'm having a problem and to help me come up with a plan to make this get better. You bring up a good point because if you, let's say they just give negative feedback and they're like, as an employee, you're like, 
my job's on the line mm-hmm. now. But if they provide resources and tools to, to help them overcome that, that challenge, then they probably wouldn't feel that same way. They'd probably be like, yeah, the company cares about me. They want me to succeed. And right. you're right, they would be engaged. Yeah, you want to create a system that helps the employee be successful. Yeah. Writing employees up, putting employees on performance improvement plans isn't going to correct behavior if the manager's not willing to roll up their sleeves and help and, and get some of that work done too. Earlier we talked about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, I think I'm pretty authentic and very open with people, but do you think there's ever any time where you, I know you're, you're very open and authentic, but is there any time in a, a manager and employee relationship where you may not be as authentic as you normally would be? Can you think of anything that would maybe a strain in the relationship or, or some sort of situation that would cause you to... Yeah, I think in a supervisor-employee relationship, something that is really important is boundaries. And so making sure that you are authentic as far as giving open and honest and timely feedback is important. But there's also a place to um, maybe hold back on some of the more personal things um, if it could jeopardize that that clear boundary that a supervisor and an employee um, might have. As it relates to employees and managers or employees and leaders, when do you think it's appropriate for employees to give feedback to managers or leaders? I think it's always appropriate for employees to give feedback. I don't know that employees always feel comfortable to do that. I think, and that really comes down to how is the relationship teed up between that employee and the manager? And how are we as a company? Do we have a transparent culture? Do we have a place where it is safe for employees to give feedback? What avenues do we have for that? Have we clearly communicated to our employees how they can give us feedback? I've worked for supervisors before where it was really uncomfortable to give feedback. Um, and I can speak about the culture that we have at Zenium and it is a place where feedback is encouraged and we want people to get timely, authentic, direct feedback. It's part of our Zenium promise and it's extremely important to me. Um, Brene Brown is somebody that I follow really closely and in her book, The Gifts of Imperfection, she talks a lot about authenticity and that it's really the key to building intimate and close relationships. And I think that it's something that we can really even take into the workplace because relationships, when we have solid uh, relationships with our coworkers, we, we see that productivity increases, customer satisfaction increases, employees are happier, which also creates more engaged employees, right? So it's the circle that um, if we can help em- employees feel like they can be authentic at work, um, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it, it makes people feel vulnerable and maybe exposed to share their weaknesses or to point out some of the issues that a manager or maybe the company as a whole, like a system that's not working, um, we can create more engaged employees. Absolutely. I'll second your point on Bernays Brown's work, great books. And I think um, it's great not only on the personal side, but in the workplace as well. So if, if you're kind of thinking like, oh, maybe it wouldn't be great for my workplace, I, and I'm sure Lacey would say the same thing, but I think I think it's a great book for others in the organization to, to, to read and to talk about because the open and authentic communication and it's part of the culture is so important. And, and Lacey, really, you really hit it on the head with the, the culture piece. Now, a culture may be a certain way, 
where it's open and authentic and everybody's willing to give and accept feedback. But what what about when you take it outside of the workplace, when you are working with clients Mm -hmm. or you're interacting with friends or family and everybody has different methods of giving feedback or Mm -hmm. receiving it? What What do you think as it relates to that? I think it's it really comes down to you personally. Like I make a commitment every day to be authentic, and my friends know that, my family knows that, my coworkers know that. So it kind of goes back to your values and absolutely what you as a person, right? Brene says in her book, authenticity is a collection of choices that we have to make every day. It's about the choice to show up and be real, the choice to be honest, the choice to let our true selves be seen, and that's hard, and it takes diligence, and it takes. You know, even choosing not to be authentic and then thinking, you know what, maybe if I was more authentic in that conversation, it would have gone differently. I'm going to go back and have another conversation with that person, um, which requires being vulnerable because we're admitting that we maybe didn't adhere to the values that are really important to us. I don't think that the, the we can't measure how effective those open, honest conversations are by the way the person reacts either. So I think sometimes what holds people back from giving feedback is they're afraid of the reaction. Like, I don't want to tell my employee that they're not doing a good job because I want my employee to like me and I don't want to hurt their feelings. The reaction of the person actually isn't a measurement of how effective the feedback is. So it's something that I have learned over the years that I'm committed to giving authentic feedback regardless of how that person reacts. And I'm going to shift my style and adapt as I need to because I'm working with all different kinds of people and my friends are all different and my coworkers are all different. But I am who I am, and I'm going to stand true with the fact that I think I do a disservice to people when I'm not honest with them. Well, let's give the listeners um, some tips for some books or TED Talks to listen to, because I think this this topic in particular, you could stretch it way further, and you could always learn a little bit more about this, and it's such a big topic, yeah. especially to improve a culture. What are some things that you've read or watched or listened to that you think would be a great support to, to this conversation we've had today? I think the book that I mentioned earlier, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, is an excellent place to start. She also has a book called Daring Greatly. I've read and that one. That's a great book. It is. And any of her TED Talks are great. She talks a lot about vulnerability and the impact that that can have on relationship, which is important in the workplace. We try to keep relationship out of the workplace sometimes, I think maybe too often. And really, relationships can create productive employees that are engaged in the work that they're doing. Our guest today has been Lacey Halpern of Zenium. Thank you for joining the podcast once again. Well, I'm sure we'll see you in a couple months. Absolutely. This podcast is produced by Zenium Resources, Inc., all rights reserved. For information on guests or for interview requests, please visit www.zeniumhr.com or email info at zeniumhr.com. Everything on this show should be considered educational and informational only and not personal advice. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice.